0: Hey, Lizard's Gizmo here. I wanted to share some of the cigars we'll be smoking in April and May, so you can smoke along with us if you'd like. For Cubans, we've got Monte Cristo, Especialis No. 2, San Cristobal de la Habana, El Principe, Cohiba, Siglo 5, H. Upman, Half Corona, and Hoyo de Monterey, Double Corona. And for New Worlds, we've got E.P. Carillo Allegiance, in Sidekick, Davidoff, Late Hour, in Robusto, Aging Room Quattro, Nicaragua Sonata, in Maestro, Dunbarton, Tobacco and Trust, Sin Compromiso, Selección No. 4, and the Davidoff Winston Churchill in Bellicoso with much, much more to come. Have a suggestion? Email us, hello at loungelizardspod.com. That's hello at loungelizards, P-O-D.com. Our podcast is supported by the Fabrica 5 Cigar Company. It's a handcrafted and artisan story built with a strong foundation by two legends, Rob Isla of Friends of El Habano and Bon Roberts fame and Cuban master blender Hamlet Paredes. The entire line is crafted by Rob and Hamlet and refined with feedback from a hard-nosed tasting panel, the Friends of El Habano Forum, and smokers like you. You can jump on the FOH Forum right now and post reviews and comments that go straight to the powers that be. They're already fantastically priced, but exclusive to Lizard listeners. Fabrica 5 is offering 10% off Puro Desnudo Ninfa's N7 5-Packs and 50-Count Bundles using promo code FAB5. That's F-A-B-5. Right now at Fabrica005.com. Com. Plus, worldwide free shipping from Miami on all orders over $125 bucks US. This offer only lasts one more week. Again, use code FAB5 for 10% off Ninfa's five packs and 50-count bundles for the next week at Fabrica005.com. That's Fabrica005.com. You must be 21 years of age or older to order Fabrica 5. No boxes, no bands, no bullshit. And now, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Lounge Lizards podcast. It's so good to have you here. It's a leisure and lifestyle podcast founded on our love of premium cigars, as well as whiskey, travel, food, work, and whatever else we feel like getting into. My name is Gizmo. Tonight, I'm joined by Rooster, Senator, Pagoda, and Bam Bam. And our plan is to smoke a cigar, drink some scotch, talk about life, and of course, have some laughs. So take this as your 105th official invitation to join us and become a card-carrying lounge lizard. Plan to meet us here once a week. We're going to smoke a Cuban cigar tonight, share our thoughts on it, and give you our formal Lizard rating. We smoke our first RG and discuss the marker's Long history. We share our favorite cold-weather smoking setups. We discuss Cuban blending decisions on new cigars, and we open a listener gift, all among a variety of other things for the next 90 minutes. So sit back, get your favorite drink, light up a cigar, and enjoy as we pair 12-year-aged Abelor Scotch with Rafael Gonzalez, Coronas de Lonsdales. A Hermosos number four tonight from Cuba is the Rafael Gonzalez Coronas de Lonsdales. It's a 48 ring gauge cigar by five inches. And boys, this cigar is neither a corona or a Lonsdale.
1: And it is <laughs> ugly as hell.
2: Wow. Well,
1: I think it's ruggedly handsome.
0: How's this called a Corona
3: or a Corona? De Lonsdale?
1: Lonsdale.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't get it. Get that? It's a, you know, it's a Corona extra. I guess that's where the Corona piece of it comes from, but Coronas de Lonsdale's makes no sense to me. I don't yeah, understand. Just, just call the, it
1: a Ramoso.
3: Can Yeah, can I, number
1: four. A yeah. What is so ugly about this cigar, right. other than the band? I'm, I'm sorry. Can I the give a dissertation, ugly.
4: please? <laughs> Go ahead. I, I, I hope we have enough time for this. Yeah, we do. This is easily the ugliest Cuban cigar I have ever had. That's what in my I'm hand. saying. There, every single seam is visible. Every vein is visible. The roll yeah. is. This is very tightly packed. I'm already worried about the draw. And this label has got to be the cheap. I, I feel yeah, like on my computer, on an inkjet printer, yeah, yeah. I can probably make something nicer than this.
1: You know, I thought this was a Sancho Panza band for a second. That's no. exactly what I thought. It's very similar. It
3: has more veins than on my leg. <laughs> looks like Verico's veins on, on this fucking And that thing. ain't good. <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> what about the hair? <laughs> we leave it. We leave it. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs>
5: It's ruggedly handsome.
0: <laughs> I think I, I think everything about this. Everything about this cigar is um, not impressing me visually. Well, you know, Which when you, when you're paying for a cigar, right. I think when you're paying for a cigar, you want it to. How much are these? Tw- about twenty bucks. Oh, that's 18, 20 bucks. Not cheap. There is nothing Cuban under twenty bucks.
3: That's these true. Days. Nothing.
1: It's nice on the nose. The foot smells great.
0: It does smell good,
1: and I like the wrapper.
0: Let's cut this thing, boys. See, we're getting on the cold draw and the wrapper. I'm hopeful. I'm I'm, I'm a little nervous because it, it does seem heavy in the hand.
1: Oh, the cold draw is very nice. Mm. I get a lot of fruit here.
0: Mm. A little bit of resistance for me on the cold draw. Me
1: too. Pretty nice, though. Once you light it, it will open up. I hope so. Dry fruit. Mm-hmm. A touch of cocoa. Touch of cocoa, touch of cedar. Which we've had on many other cigars. But it's very nice.
0: All right, boys, let's light this thing. The Rafael Gonzalez, dare I say, citrus on the Ooh. on the draw.
1: Yeah, that's where I get slight, the dry fruit,
3: slight citrus. Though. Maybe, maybe. You were just you just didn't want to say that word.
1: I, I won't ever say it again.
0: <laughs> so we're lighting the Rafael Gonzalez Coronas de Lonsdales. again. It's a Hermosos number four, pretty popular size in Cuban cigars, forty-eight ring gauge by five inches. Other cigars in this size, of course, are the uh, El Rey del Mundo, schwa Supreme.
1: Oh, on the light, this is so good. What what year is this?
0: First edition, April 2023.
4: Wow. Yeah. I don't know why, just the straw of this tasted like it has age? some age, at least. It's actually delicious at the moment. It's this is about good. six months old. Very good. Mm. Yeah, this is nice on the light. Mm, that's really good. Yeah. It does have that kind of... um Like just a little mustiness, like eight, like with an aged cigar. There is. I mean, dare I say it reminds me of the Turquinos very, very faintly. Just a little bit. The only thing I do like, that the, these these have a pretty dark wrapper. Yeah. They do. Almost a Maduro. Yeah. Unusual for a human. I would
3: say it's more like Monty-esque. That's true.
0: It does have a little bit of a Monty thing. twang. Yeah, uh, I, can see see on, that.
1: Right? I like that. I, I like can see that. that. Fair. Fair.
0: So some of the other uh, Hermosos number fours in the catalog are obviously the probably our favorite one is the El Rey del Mundo, Schwa Supreme. Hoyo de Monterrey had an Anahados, the Hermosos number four. And then also the St. Louis Rey Regios uh, that we did sometime in 2022 with Dan Sashini. That's a Hermosos, and finally in regular production is the Vegas Robbenia Famosos, which is another cigar that we have to do, but pretty popular size in the line. I
3: like it so far.
4: I do too. I'm shocked. Good flavor. I, I actually, I really like the flavor notes.
3: Yeah, it's really good. You don't expect this from an ugly cigar. You oh, don't expect credits. this from a Rafael Gonzalez. <laughs> I mean, this yeah. is
4: this is the first Rafael
0: Gonzalez we've done on the pod. Has anyone in the room ever had any yeah. of their cigars? You yes, have. you have too. Yeah. So we'll get into a little bit of their history in a minute. Not so, in
3: this ring gauge. I've had a smaller, like a Panatella.
1: Oh yeah, I bet. Very that's small, good.
3: but that's like you know, very. It's like a super aged box. Where it was cheap. It's like two hundred bucks. These cigars used to be very cheap. This whole brand was uh, mm. very very much budget, very inexpensive budget brand for Habanos.
0: And I think it still is. I mean, they they don't really give the brand much attention. It just recently got a complete overhaul of the bands yeah. uh, and the boxes. And I these you know, are new. Yeah, these are new. This Excellent is selection. as of twenty
4: twenty two. Yeah, I mean, there's no way that the old bands looked worse than this. They, I'm sure they were better. <laughs> they were lighter in color. Uh, the I think well the see
3: the oval on this is a little different than before, from what I remember. It's a little lighter brown color.
0: Yeah, they they just changed the band a shinier brown now. It used to be like a more matte uh, kind of- It was uh, dull.
4: Dull brown. I just say that because it's a shame. I feel like um, I go back to the Coaba episode we did, the Salamone. All of us sat there and we were saying that we actually enjoyed that cigar, but it's just like the presentation, like the the bands are not particularly nice that Coaba has. The boxes aren't really that great, but we thought it was a great cigar. You just kind of would hope- that these brands that kind of get pushed aside or, or mm-hmm. ignored for the the big global brands that they would invest just a little bit more. I mean, the fact that they just rebranded this essentially. I mean, they obviously <laughs> had the they money. They went to this. This is what they did. It's <laughs> like they could. This could look so much more elegant. Yeah, and it's actually smoking really well, which is why it's disappointing to me. It should just be presented better.
1: Well, you know. Red and yellow in a band is expensive. (laughs) One color print's a lot cheaper. You know, Hershey color brown. Yeah, that's That's what it is. (laughs) Budget. It's interesting
0: with the cigars, you know, talking about a Brie brand, it's almost like they're they're going across the catalog. We've seen it with Upman. We've seen it with Vegas Robania. They took uh, Don Alejandro Robania's image off the box. I think what they're trying to do is make the images on the physical boxes smaller so that they can accommodate the overload of health stickers from around the world so you know these health stickers they're almost you know a a lot of times if you look at the back of a box you'll see it's been stamped with a box code two or three times and that's just them hedging when those stickers are put on by the you know various government agencies and import that you're still going to be able to see the box code or the brand or the mark or whatever you know the vitola whatever it is so that's I think that was the impetus for rebranding Rafael Gonzalez was no more than just trying to accommodate for those health stickers. Because some of the... I got a box last week, a cigar we didn't do yet. The entire back is (laughs) a dead fetus. Oh, God. The entire thing. I can't even see the box code. The entire back of the 10-count box... And is is a is a can is you a tell
4: us? it's a great warning all of us men that have
0: you
1: know yeah. can carry babies <laughs> great warning what uh, can you tell us the origin of the country it came from
0: I don't know actually Mexico mexico's is bad with mexico's, that. mexico's really they bad. are I'll have to look at the box when we smoke that cigar i'll, I'll they put the
4: black lung on the back box <laughs> oh, it's so bad it's so bad the irony that like Mexico is focusing on labeling mm-hmm. on cigar boxes meanwhile they've got like drugs pouring in left and right to, yeah, to people countries. are
0: hanging and off of bridges every
4: day, yep.
0: So, boys, what are you getting on this cigar, flavor note wise?
4: Well, are you yeah. getting cocoa? Yeah, I'm. This is like chocolate milk, cocoa, coffee, dry that's, fruit. That's why it These reminded are...
3: me of the Monty
4: Number Three,
3: kind of with the similar milk chocolate cocoa notes. Interesting. A little bit of dried
0: fruit.
1: Yeah, getting all three of those. Yeah.
0: The finish on mine, and I'm not, I'm not sure if it's a product of my tighter draw or just where I'm at in it, but.
1: I'm gonna guess. Is it slightly mineral? It's minerally. minerally. very and, slight,
0: and like muted. Nah. Like it, it to me, mine, mine right now is abrupt and and not in a pleasant way. I don't mind it. So maybe it it's just my cigar. It might be because I'm not getting that. Yeah, I'm not yeah. getting
5: that either.
1: I'm yeah. getting a. I am getting a short finish, a little mineral, but I don't. And earth notes, which I don't mind. Yeah, I'm getting
5: the little bit of uh, at the end. I was gonna say that it's surprising because. I was going to say earthiness and saltiness a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. But it's, yeah, miner- minerality would explain that. Like that's a better word. The retrohale is absolutely delicious. Yeah, that's definitely if my favorite part it. of the cigar oh, right yeah.
0: now. yeah. It it's it's floral. It it kind of uh singes your nose in an interesting way. In a good way. Like it almost like that kind of feeling where you're like ready to sneeze. Yeah. You know, it kind of it's just kind of tingling the senses in your nose in a nice way
4: um as yes, it's just searing and burning all the nose hair you have <laughs> put that on the back of the box in a good way
0: <laughs> no you know what i'm saying like it's kind of just it's you know riling the senses i hear you
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> is that you telling me to stop talking now
3: by the way this marca was the marker that came out with the first ever lawn stale.
1: yeah is that really? true right?
3: wow yeah wow that's a merit. It's been, it's been around since 1930.
1: Give us a little history on this, man.
0: Yeah, so uh, introduced around 1928, 1930, like Rooster said, named after its founder, which is one of the few brands uh, that's actually named after its founder, Rafael Gonzalez. Obviously, there's you know uh, other brands like Jose El Piedra and some of the other, the other marcas. Um, Upman. Upman, of course, mm-hmm. have remnants of their founder's name, but most of them aren't. By 1936, it was owned by the Ray Del Mundo company. So technically, this brand is a sister marca to El Ray Del Mundo, which is interesting because we always find that that's another Habanos brand
4: that's kind of ignored.
0: You know, and and it's not celebrated
4: like it should be. I'm just surprised to hear that because I feel like the markers are a world apart. Mm. I mean, none of the flavor notes you get in this, you none. get in any El Rey del Mundo. This no. is like I, I think Rooster's comparison of this to like Monty is spot on. I don't yep. view this at all in the El Rey. The del only Mundo thing I camp.
1: capture in this that I get in schwa Supreme are the fruit, the dry fruit. That's I mean, true. Those two parallel.
4: And I'm sorry, as we were talking about the labels, the bands before El the, Rey del Mundo has beautiful, some beautiful bands. They're beautiful,
0: they do. So this, boys, is the, you know, I'm looking at Cuban Cigar website, by the way. That's the former band. So it's really not that much of a difference from the current one. I mean, it's incredible just incredible
4: branding uh, <laughs> yeah. going on there. <laughs> really, they took a big risk, very imaginative, from light brown to dark brown. Yeah.
3: Look at the bottom of your cigar, how dark it is. It's almost black.
1: Yeah. I get see a, that? a marbling of that, but I see some of it. Yeah. On the wrapper? Yeah, no. here, right here. Oh, yeah. trash. Oh, on, the, oh, the foot? on the
3: foot. Oh, yeah, you're right. I've never seen that. It's always like gray. Although Pagoda's is
1: bright white. Bright white. yeah, Ah, His is interesting. His is fake. (laughs) (laughs) No wonder it's tasting good.
0: (laughs) So uh, production, you know, this was a a global high-end luxury brand for about 30, 35 years. Ceased production in the early 1960s, not specific as to why, resumed five years later in 1965, and then, like I said, produced alongside El Rey Del Mundo, resumed its status as a luxury brand uh, for Tabacuba. And today, it's classified by Habanos in their other category of portfolio brands, which is kind of the lowest level. And it only has a few regular production cigars remaining. And none of them are terribly exciting. How many? Um, Right now, they have four regular production cigars. They have a Panatelis Extra which is 37 ring gauge by five. So a short Panatella. They have Petit Coronas, 42 by five and an eighth. They have the Perlas, which are 40 ring gauge by four. And they have this newest release, which is the Coronas de Lonsdales, 48 ring gauge by five inch Hermoso, Hermosos number four. So these come in a pretty plain, very similar to D4 70-point nature box of 10 cigars. And that's the only format they come in.
1: I happen to love that format.
0: Yeah, I think they're great. Yeah. and I just love that they're not stuffed in a dress box. Yeah,
1: you know, room to breathe.
0: Yeah, and uh, they were announced in th- uh, 2021 and came out this year. So this is the first production run of these cigars. It was early 23.
1: The way it's tasting now, I'd get a box of these at that price.
0: Yeah, we'll see how it performs. Mine is burning a lot of combustion coming off mine. Let's say that. Excellent. Uh, I'm loving the that. combustion off yeah. this. Uh, but it's burning very slowly. Sharp like line as well. We're 15 minutes in. It's packed. Very densely packed. I agree, but in a good way. In a good way. Very good way. It's I'm, I'm happy know. with it because, you know, when you're smoking a cigar of this size, often my eye says, I wish there was more there. So if this gives us, you know, hour, hour 15, hour 30, mm-hmm. I'll be very happy with that.
1: Yeah, and you know, honestly, the aroma at the burn line, that's a pretty good test for me personally because if it smells bitter, it's, Probably not that great of a cigar and it won't finish well. This is really pleasant, honestly.
0: So Rafael Gonzalez has had a lot of discontinued cigars. Uh, Most of them were discontinued in the mid-2000s, 2006, 2008, 2010. They had a lot of them. Like Rooster said, they had a very popular Lonsdale's discontinued in 2006. They have a really interesting size that I saw that I wanted to mention. It was called the Slenderella. Slim Panatella, 28 ring gauge by almost 7 inches long. 28 by 6 and 7 eighths. Like a pencil. Yeah, exactly.
5: Just a wrapper.
1: Not fun to smoke.
0: And then, of course, you know, this is a brand that's used uh, quite a bit for regional editions. You know, recently there's three of them that have been produced. One for uh, Alemania, uh, Asia Pacific, and the Baltics. You know, you don't really hear much about this, about this market, but if you can get a cigar that's fairly easy to get, Good price. knock on wood, I don't want to say that too prematurely, but for a reasonable price,
1: you know, I'm really enjoying this cigar guys.
0: Me too. The finish has improved for me. It's, yeah. it's not as mute as, as it was. So I think maybe I got through that section that was messed up. I mean, it's a young cigar, so I, I have to give it a little bit of, you know, breathing room.
1: You tell me, Connoisseur Corner, is this smoking like a young cigar? Because I don't think so.
3: It's really not. No. I mean, I think it's smoking like at least it's got two Dude. to three
1: years of age on exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. I agree with you.
5: I think the ash is so excellent. I can see every layer. Dude, like, it's really sharp. Look at it. It's sharp. Yeah.
1: Very sharp.
0: I feel like I'm getting hints of other Cuban Robustos. You know, this isn't a Robusto, but I feel like I'm getting hints of Ras touch of d4 like a yeah. touch of monty yeah i feel like i'm getting a little bit of everything a little bit of schwa. you know that i think the citrus is there a in schwa bit. yep it's a it's a it is surprisingly complex mm-hmm. for its age
1: yeah imagine with five years of age in your tower yeah mine's
3: not burning perfect but
2: mm-hmm.
1: you some, can touch it up
3: yeah i did Touch it up again a little bit. I'll
1: give you permission. Thanks,
3: man. <laughs> Remember, oxygen oxidizes. Yes, it does. <laughs> oh, boy. Your
1: oxidization is unbalanced right now. <laughs> okay.
0: By the way, the listeners loved it's oxygen just, oxidizes. Yes, it's just I saw so the Instagram
1: in post. Life. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen.
2: <laughs>
0: we got a lot of memes sent our way. We had Bam Bam, the cartoon Bam Bam with the stick, with the, with the bubble. Oxygen oxidizes. Oh, boy. Merchandise requests.
1: That's your fault, Pagoda. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I take it as love. It's all love. Oh, yeah. It all,
0: it all is. So, boys, there's some other new Habanos releases that I wanted to talk about. Um, we'll start with a new regional from Porla This one's interesting. It's a Spanish regional. It's called a Leonis. Uh, the reason why I bring it up on the podcast, two reasons. Number one, it's a Lonsdale, 42 by 6 and 1 tenth inches, 100, uh, 155 Millimeters, which, Lonsdale, we love.
1: I've seen, so I follow CA on LinkedIn, so I get their feeds and their updates. It, that looks like a beautiful, beautiful cigar.
3: They do make a Monte Carlo. Yeah. Which is, a, that's a Lancero, right?
0: I is think it? it's a little smaller than a Lancero. Is it? Yeah. Mm. Uh, but the the reason why I also bring this up is for a regional edition, the pricing is set at 20 bucks a cigar. So
1: I want to get a box of those.
0: So finally, it seems that Habanos is putting out a new regional.
1: Tranquilo, tranquilo. With
0: with a bit of a reasonable pricing strategy. 20 bucks a stick. That's incredible. You're not finding that in anything
3: they're doing. Yeah, But that's the MSRP. By the time it gets out, we get it. It's going to be more.
5: 38 bucks. With the Chinese premium.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So that's also going to come in a 10-count box, Uh, similar to this, the semi-point nature box with the little clasp on it. And then the other one, boys, uh, we did the Hoyo de Monterey Epicure number one a couple episodes ago. Can you call us men? Men uh, was not great. What pronouns would you like him to use, (laughs) Rooster? (laughs) Abuelo. Nice tea up there. So this one's interesting. Hoyo de Monterey is coming out with the Epicure number three, which is a Petit Bellicoso. 54 ring gauge by four and seven eighths inches. Ooh. Which is a very interesting size.
1: Yeah. It's like the Mag 54 with uh with the pyramid with top. The,
0: yeah, with the bellicoso top on it. Wow. So they're gonna release that. That'll uh that'll retail apparently for about 21, 22 bucks a cigar.
1: I'm sure it'll be plugged.
0: And
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh so that'll be the eighth cigar in the Epicure line from Hoyo. The one, two, three, the Especial, the deluxe. The double Epicure, which I've never had, uh, uh, an Edicion uh, Limitada from 2013 called the Gran Epicure, the Reserva Cosecha Epicure number two from 2012. So I didn't realize even when we were recording and how many cigars until you see it in a list like that actually have the Epicure name on it. And I don't know, I really don't celebrate that marca that any of those Vitolas that we've had, we've done the Epicure number one and two on the podcast. Well, and, Habano, uh, Habanos does. They yes, do. they do.
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, they keep coming out with the new stuff.
1: So do you guys still have any oil Epi 1s, 2s in your collection? Yeah. You do, right?
0: Epi 2s. Okay.
1: I've got a box of Epi 1s.
0: I have a few Epi 2s. Yeah. And I don't reach for them. I don't yeah. think about them. I don't look at them. I just kind of let them sit there. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when my father-in-law comes over, he really loves that cigar. So we'll smoke them together, and it's very good. But as far as a Cuban Robusto goes, it's just never inserting itself into my mm-hmm. rotation.
1: No. You know?
0: Yeah. Is
3: everyone's cigar like burning perfect? It's beautiful. Good?
5: Yeah. Mine's burning pretty good. Yeah, really well. A really sharp line. Yeah.
0: Yeah. These have been in my tower probably for six or eight weeks. Really? That long? Yeah. They have I got them pretty early. Hmm. But they're definitely starting to pop up, which is good.
5: Yeah. The one thing I wanted to mention, the combustion like makes you feel you're smoking a new world. It does. It it's does like, have that When I when I took my last puff, it was like it was very cloudy up here. And even some of the flavor profile, I feel like this
4: is one of those few Cubans that veers somewhat close to a lot of new worlds in flavor profile i was thinking the millennium pyramid a bit agree honestly
1: agree just a bit so where would you guys a little bit where would you guys
0: put the the body and strength profile right now in this i think it's
1: pretty medium you're medium yeah i would say medium no because
0: Raphael is pretty well known to be a mild Mm. brand
1: where are you putting it i would say medium I, i wouldn't say it's mild no it's actually quite delicious. I'm loving this cigar right now. No, me too. No complaints. This is, yeah, like
5: pleasantly surprised. I'm and getting... because
1: it's taking so long to get through it, it's a nice session cigar. You can sit after dinner, have one, and go home. Yeah. Pretty on the satisfying.
3: Foot, on the foot, I'm getting, like when you, the aroma, it's getting some spice now. I don't know if you get that. I like it.
1: Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. Goes great with what we're drinking tonight.
0: Yeah, let's talk about that, boys. We're drinking 12-year-aged Abaglor. A side scotch.
1: This was an early favorite in our gatherings. And I've never stopped hating this. I've never stopped loving this, this scotch. It's fantastic. And
0: we did this on episode 12, almost a hundred episodes ago.
1: Yeah. It's
0: double cask matured, finished in sherry oak casks. Like I said, comes from the spaceside region of Scotland. You
4: know how we got on Abalore? So at our former lounge, Big John, who we know obviously tragically he'd lost his wife recently. Yes. Um, God bless John. One Saturday afternoon, he'd always come there and he'd bring at least one full bottle and just like I mean, he's very generous always sharing. <laughs> and um it, obviously we love scotch and a lot of the time on a Saturday early I'd be there and so he'd, you know, pour something. He's like, "Oh, you got to try this if you haven't had it." I had never had Aberlour and he poured me my first glass and I loved it. And then you bought up some, and then just started passing it around, and everyone just kind of. We had it in your garage, yeah, during our garage days. That's the first time I've ever had it, yeah.
0: And we recorded the podcast in his garage, uh, episode yeah.
1: twelve, yeah. where we did this, the garage episodes.
0: So that you know, this uh, as I was doing some research about it, they uh, what I thought it was interesting that I didn't even connect to, obviously a hundred episodes ago, because I wasn't thinking this in depth about single malt Scotch. But they put this right next to flavor profile, you know, uh, pricing. Where it sits in the you know kind of lane of scotches, right next to the Balvenie Doublewood, twelve. Yeah, in flavor and 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 price and whatnot. That's what all. That's what everybody compared it to on all the review sites that I've seen. Is is next to the Balvenie Doublewood. Oh, really? I, I, yeah. I really
5: like this, but I, I really, disagree.
1: I disagree with that. With that coinciding spirit.
4: I, I mean, I I guess where I see a part of where these people are coming from is. This is an extremely sherry-forward yeah. scotch. Yeah, It's one of the sweeter ones. And Balvenie always is on the sweeter end of yeah. the spectrum for scotch. Um, so that I do think they have in common. But I think like everything Balvenie makes, including the 12-year Doublewood, has- um, a bit more structure to it. Mm-hmm. This is like very easy drinking, yes. delicious, and just like straight mm-hmm. sherry. I'm, I wouldn't call it overly complex. I agree. But yeah. it's like so satisfying. And honestly, the price point, I'm surprised to hear that. How much is for, this? For years, the thing that I couldn't believe, I used to buy the the Abelor 12-year just within the last three years for like 45 a bottle, mm-hmm. which is an amazing price. Um, I mean, maybe it's gone up obviously since, and they actually it's funny they rebranded the bottles because it's different. years ago they yeah. looked uh, uh, totally different. Yeah.
0: For me. So the Aberlour mm. 12 now, bam, sorry to yeah, interrupt. It's okay. The Aberlour 12 now, by the way, is 50 bucks a bottle. Oh. Okay, that's so not a, it's about, great deal. It's a little Five, $5 bit of yeah, a little bit of an increase. That's Very still great deal. because
4: yeah. I mean, Balvenie 12, Macallan, they're all like what, 65, 70 bucks? Yeah. yeah. Well, McAllen Sherry is that's hiked in price quite a bit.
1: 72? I'm yeah. seeing it
5: closer to 77, 80 now. Yeah, 80 yeah. 79. 80. I mean,
0: that was 50 bucks. Yeah. The blue box is cheaper, but the black box, the sherry the is sherry better. oak cask, <laughs> is certainly better. And yeah. that's the one that we drink. That's a little bit more.
1: I would see, for me, the 12 is not as sweet as this. The Caribbean cask, the 14-year And this for me have very similar profiles. I think that's
4: true. And actually a little bit of history on Abelor that now is also making me understand why people are making that comparison. So uh, Abelor was established in 1879. Uh, It's in the Speyside region in Scotland and their specialty is double cask maturation. Half basically in Oloroso Sherry and half in American Oak, which is just like the The Balvenie Doublewood. So I do see where that comparison's coming. And then since 1974, it's now owned by Pernod Ricard, who owns, like, everything. Mm. I mean, their, like, catalog is insane. They own, uh, oh, Gizmo's favorite, uh, Chivas, is owned by uh, uh, Pernod Ricard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm never going to live that down. <laughs> uh, Glenn Levitt, they own. Havana Club, they actually own the brand. Wow. Outside um, of Cuba. I think outside of yeah. Cuba. Yeah. Cool. M- Martel Cognac, we've done. They own that. Uh, Perrier Jouet, the champagne brand they own, Jefferson's um, uh, Redbreast is actually owned by them. Green Spot, another one we that's done. a good one. Damn, yeah. that is a good one. We enjoyed so they've that. Got a, they've got a pretty cool yeah catalog.
0: We keep that handy so that when we're going through the, some of the reviews, uh, we can call back to you know how the, some of those rated mm-hmm. uh, in previous episodes because we just called out quite a few of the you know whiskeys that we sure. like.
1: So there aren't many whiskeys and and cognac, scotches that I drink without ice. This one, I never put ice in it. I don't have ice in it tonight. It goes down beautifully because of the sherry finish.
5: I totally agree. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's fantastic. Yeah. yeah.
0: See, the reason why I like to put ice in my scotch is I like my beverage to just have a little chill to it, lower temperature. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm agreeing. I, I just like it like that. So I just put, you know, two small cubes. You know, I didn't load it up, but it's it's very nice. And I think that, you know, n- not on purpose, but I think pairing with this cigar tonight, I actually think kind of works. I think this has a sweetness about it that the cigar doesn't have. And I think it's very complimentary.
1: Well, I think the dry fruit complements the the drink back and, and and vice versa.
0: I would say that this cigar to me is less sweet, more earthy. I or agree. minerally Minerally. Yeah, that's fair. So I think that, you, it, there's not this overwhelming sweetness going on for me,
4: um, with you know, with the with the scotch. I, I I agree, but I I don't know that I would call this earthy. I think minerally. I'm I'm with you there. I do think like the cocoa. It's not a dark chocolate. It's like a milk chocolate. Yeah. So I do get some sweet notes out of this cigar, and I think just the the scotch helps accentuate that. Like you take a sip and then have the cigar, and I think. While the sweetness is muted, it like really brings it out more yeah. and I think just rounds out the flavor. And
1: for the listener, if you can retrohale, if you get this cigar, that's a must try because you're capturing that cocoa right on the front of the retrohale. It's fantastic. Yeah.
3: I try, I just can't do it. I gotta take lessons. Yeah. The hailing lessons. I'll submit it. It just in. it just happens like on its own, but if mm. I go if, if I try to do it, I, you know, it won't. Like I, I want to see same. smoke coming out of my nostrils. And
0: it's
1: called, that's called stage fright, by the way. Stage fright. Okay. Stage fright. You, <laughs> you got to do,
0: do it without the microphones. What? Do it at home without the microphones. Oh. Just give it a shot. It
5: I, I tried I it tried once. It. My sinuses don't help. <laughs> yeah.
4: Look at Bam's ash.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. Wow, great cigar! So,
0: Bam Bam has about what an inch and, a, a, half quarter. Of ash. Inch and yeah, a quarter, inch and a quarter of ash. It looks fantastic. And to think again, think about how many cigars we've spent so much money on out of out of Cuba that smoke like shit and
1: and don't have the structure that this has.
0: Yeah, and even cigars that have age on them. Think about that Epicure Number One we had a couple weeks ago. Yeah, which had four four years of age on it. I think. Yeah, you know, it's like something that's six months old. Like again, we go back to this this thinking of the 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 recent cigars that Habanos is putting out, the Turquinos, some of the other newer releases, the, the intentional blending to make them taste better young than they have in the past, I think is really working. It like is. it's making that younger buying younger Cuban cigars, it's making that journey a lot easier and more palatable to me, especially when you're spending twenty bucks on a cigar. How
3: how are Look, they doing that? I mean, it's well, I the was same about, tobacco. I was about to ask. I mean, yeah. how can
0: the blending?
3: change whether a cigar is going to taste fresh or mm-hmm. aged I don't get that
1: yeah
0: well i think if you're if you're putting tobacco in it that has more
4: you know nicotine or more oomph or just needs more time to you know, to age. I, I was just gonna say, I mean, I feel like when we're in Cuba, I think the cigars where the youth shows right away, if there's a lot of Lijero in the cigar, that needs age. Yeah, it's bitter. It, that's the thing. It's, it's very like bitter. too aggressive and the age mellows that out. Mm-hmm. So like you get the strength without the bite. But a cigar that's low in Lijero, like I think the perfect example of this is the Turquinos. Yeah. We love that cigar. Very it was low in so ligero. young, yep. and there was not much Lijero at all there, which is why I think that could present so well so young.
0: And I think that the I think the downside to that potentially the this is a hypothesis, is that I, I have a feeling that these cigars will not age as well as cigars with, I agree more with oomph you. to them young. I agree. So like you think about pulling out an Upman 2 or a Partagas P2, those young are borderline unsmokable mm-hmm. because they're just they're a little bitter. They're like powerhouse, bitter, unbalanced. But with time, they they they're turn exquisite. Into these beautiful yeah, they're exquisite. experiences. I just don't know if with time these are really going to, you know, have such a high peak after a certain number
1: of years. It's because they're so smooth right off the bat and you're getting really nice flavor, you worry that that'll dissipate over time.
5: So I have a question. I You know, like we experience all these different flavors within a cigar. How do tobacco leaves get those flavors, right? Is it that when they're aging them, like, you know, for a lot of cigars, we'll uh, taste the dried fruit or... Are they being infused? Are they, they being kept the in the barrel? Leaf, they spray not the infused. leaves
3: with tobacco scent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Apricot spray. No, but but the thing
5: is, where's that where's the flavor profile but coming from? I
1: think
0: it's the, the, the easiest the kind of metaphor that I can come up with is with the different varietals in the tobacco plant. And let's just focus on Cuba because there's only one plant in Cuba. There's only one real region in Cuba where where they're producing these plants. Mm-hmm. There's really not much different from no. one farm to another aside from care, maybe or
1: We've talked about that, TLC, right? TLC. Every know? marca gets the same product. Cohiba gets something a little special that most other markers don't just, get.
3: Just the behique.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I think it's, it's the- a, soil, it's the soil, yeah. it's the sun, it's the environment. But you have to also understand the blenders know what every strain of leaf will provide you from the point of view of flavor. And if you look at the plant, like you were saying, you know, the most intense flavors are at the top because they get the most sun, right? And as as it dissipates and it comes down the, the plant itself, that's where the mastery comes in.
0: But I think that my easiest metaphor, my easiest metaphor to come up with is how how many recipes and how many varieties you can make from just eggs, sugar, salt, and call it baking powder, bake, you know baking soda. You can make a thousand different, a million different combinations of things that taste different, act different, age different. You know, and I think the same thing goes with tobacco. Agreed. You know, I think you have very, very simple ingredients and with minor variations, you know, as the, as the blenders are, are, are putting these leaves on, on the scale, blending them, marking down how many grams of each leaf and each blend and where they're putting them inside the roll, mm-hmm. those things are making significant differences in how they taste, how they age yeah. and how they smoke. And by the way, the, these cigars that we're smoking right
3: now, they were introduced in Portugal. Mm, really? That's where they, yeah, first uh, you know released in Portugal. Wow! And the box I just read it was hundred and
1: twelve dollars. I want that price. That I want that price.
0: I think I paid like two hundred for it. Wow! Still pr- about twenty bucks a stick. It's a good stick.
3: Yeah. Nothing You're- offensive about it. Yeah, I mean, it smokes good.
5: I'll it's kind of simple you, to me. When you look at the ash, it it tells you about the construction. It's just fantastic. That's yeah, solid.
0: Yeah, these are definitely well constructed. I would assume that it's because you know it's an early release, so they were really focused on this early batch of cigars coming out. Hopefully, they stay this way over the run of the cigar. But um, what's, yeah, the, what's the really box well. code on this? It's I believe it's S U L, April twenty three. That's way out in there. Yeah, which is a I think it's a provincial. Yeah, I don't have my uh, factory code document mm-hmm. up, but I don't think it's a mother factory.
5: This ruggedly handsome stick is tasting good.
0: Yes, it is, man. So boys, we're about halfway through here on the Rafael Gonzalez. Coronas de Lonsdale's the Hermoso number four. What are you guys thinking? So far, home run. Yeah, I'm I've I kind of feel like mine at at the halfway point ish here. It's it's kind of picking up a little bit. A little little bit more spice. I think the it the finish is a little less muted for me, which is good. Like yeah. it's
1: finishing better now on the draw. Maybe a little bit of white pepper, just a touch, but it's not offensive to me
4: at all. There is a touch of spice there for mm-hmm. me. Yeah, I think it's picked up in a really good way. I, I do think about halfway through it starts to pick up in strength, like you're you're saying. And um the flavor profile is getting a little more complex. Like I think I like the flavor profile in the first half, but I think someone said like simple or straightforward.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: I think now it's getting a little more character, which is And nice. I
1: think I think it's earthiness that's coming in for me.
0: There's something about it though that for it I don't know if it's complex to me, but I think that mustiness or whatever that we're perceiving is age or what our you know palate is telling us is age, whatever that is is making it interesting enough. But I don't think it's a super
4: complex cigar. No, but I think like I'd be fooled if this had no band to think it's a Monty. Yeah. And, and Monty's that I like. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Would you say, I don't know if you guys remember, we did the Monte Cristo Edmundo, which I think was a little bit older than this, but it wasn't, I think
1: it was a 22. Now, at the halfway mark, it's smoking more like an Edmundo than a Monty Two, I think. And I happen to love that cigar. I do like the Edmundos, for me. For me, Monte IIs, I get that cocoa and the dried fruit almost all the way through. That's dissipating for me and i think what senator said for me it's it's getting more earth notes and coffee yeah this i,
3: I mean to me this has a little bit more strength than the uh, edmundo than the edmundo that's my Maybe. take edmundo is a, is a bit Lighter. milder bit muted the flavors are not that uh,
0: distinct mm-hmm. and i think that with with you know with not much age on them i don't think they're they perform as well as these do And I've had some we've had that Edmundo that was pretty young. I think it scored in the eights. Um, but Edmundos with age, while much more inconsistent, are really, really delicious. If you get a good one. If you get a good one. And I've had a couple after the podcast that were that were really, really good. I know
3: we have talked about
0: this, but the petite
3: number two, the Monty, that has so much flavor. I have
1: never had that. I would love to try it. You never will. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I, th- I thought you have had I've it. never had that. Senate Not I'll, ever. Senator will give you one. I'm coming yeah. over at
4: <laughs> Rooster's house. It's too you bad know? that I smoked through all mine. Yeah, right.
1: me too. That's okay. I'm going to camp smoke, out on I your sp- deck. I smoked them in Cuba, all of them. <laughs> so, you
0: guys, uh, seriously, you guys got a box of fairly you we know, know, a aged. We split each Fairly aged. 2017. Yeah, yeah, petite number two. So, 2017 is a kind of hit or miss year for me.
1: See, Pagoda, they kept oh, us these. These were a hit.
4: And we smoked them. We bought singles of them and smoked them right there. Exactly, in um, Malia Cohiba. Malia Malia that's right. And then we loved it so much we wanted to buy the box, but they wouldn't take cash, and we thankfully found this really nice uh, uh, guy from Spain who put it on his credit card, and we paid him cash, and we were able to get it. That's cool. So how are those smoking versus any of the younger ones you've had? I've actually, that's the first and only uh, petite number two I've ever had. Hmm. So I can't compare it to a young one because I have
0: young ones and like a Monty two, kind of in the past they've been inconsistent. I gave you one when we got back. That's true. Yours were the 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 seventeens were very good. Yeah, my young ones don't smoke as well as those. Now my my young Monty twos. Have been smoking really, really well,
1: and we've said that many times. Yeah, they've changed. They've definitely changed. Oh yeah, Yeah.
0: think about a 2017 Monte Cristo number two. How inconsistent those are.
1: Yeah, you don't like the whole 2017 year. We know that, but the 18s, 17s, and 18s are awesome. Hmm. 19s are very good too. Yeah, I'll bring one for you next time, bro. Thanks, bro. Sure.
0: So I looked it up on our box code document.
1: Your kindness has come through.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I looked it up on our box code document. This is from a. Provincial factory in Via Clara called Placetas. Uh, S U L is the box code, formerly UMR. Actually, I think I have some cigars with UMR box codes, uh, which they brought in in November 19. But um, yeah, I, it's definitely a provincial
1: where this was rolled.
0: So, what are you guys thinking about the War 12?
1: I'm loving the pairing. I was about to say the whole experience tonight's really tasty.
0: Yeah, I'm very relaxed. It's. Um, I'm happy we did the Avalor again. I haven't had this in a while. What's funny, I bought this bottle after episode 12 and I haven't opened it.
4: Oh, it's great. You've Um, aged it, though. Absolutely. (laughs) It's Avalor 13. I was going to say, this is 13 year aged,
0: even even older, probably. It's two years now.
1: (laughs) All right, folks, you can't age spirits in glass.
0: (laughs) So uh, we had a lot of listener comments about episode 99.
1: Which um
0: was the Oliva V Lancero episode we did, specifically Senator trying to change his score, which turned into Wait, not he only- did that?
3: I don't remember that.
1: <laughs>
4: yeah, it was a bloodbath. <laughs> ne- neither do I. It was a bloodbath. <laughs>
0: and uh Pagoda was very adamant, thankfully, <laughs> uh, very, very sound in his his opinion that the, the ratings can't be changed. Yeah, well, well, I'm surprised you almost kind of
2: he
1: Let did. him
0: get away with that.
1: He was siding with Senator that he night. Was, he, he was. He was. And we tromped on Pagoda's pushing of the decimals a year plus ago. And we, you know.
4: We just, you know, Giz and I, we like individual liberty. And <laughs> we were just a little concerned that the group was going too no, far. No,
1: no. You guys are tag team boys. All right? <laughs> I just like
4: watching you guys yell at each other.
0: That's what I'm in it for. So we got a lot of comments, including, um, and I'm going to pass around a gift that a Bostonian lizard sent us. Oh, who don't. also said that he feels that it's time for us to draft formal wizard rules as it comes to the ratings because of Senator's uh,
4: dissension.
1: I like that. <laughs>
4: I, I mean, I, I, knew you I, would. I, I am yeah. the senator. I'm all for passing laws and writing rules. Let's do it.
1: Process and procedures. Yes. Process and procedures. I love I think that. we should. It's a great
4: yeah. idea. All right. We're going to have to write this official, all in the lizard scroll.
1: You know, and the cool thing—you add that to the website—it kind of just, you know, adds a layer of complexity to what we're doing. Like here. It.
0: yeah. That's what we need—is more complexity. So it says, uh, "So this Bostonian lizard sent us all gifts as cool. he, uh, wow, as he shared his opinion of uh, senators' uh, dissension, and he said uh, this is these gifts are from a Bostonian lizard. Keep up the good work.' Nice handwritten note, and boys, we have seven fantastic custom T-shirts from our Bostonian lizard yeah, How does lizard he know friend. what size we are?" That's beautiful. Look at that. That is really Whoa. beautiful. Legarto. So wow. he made custom t-shirts. Is there, with is there a, a Lagarta shirt? <laughs> it's only for the internal so far. That's Only cool. for the internal uh, lizards. But it's a uh, cartoon lizard in green with a cigar in his mouth with the word Legarto underneath. It looks very handmade. Nice. It very is. Nice. Yeah, he cool. made them for us. That's very, very cool. Very nice. Yeah, he's yeah. an artist. He's an artist. Awesome. Our awesome. Bostonian friends. So I have seven of these for us for Puba and Grinder as well. But it's so cool to get gifts from wizard oh, listeners, man. It's just, you know, we talked about it on episode one hundred. I mean, it's just, what's his name? Uh, I he, was told not to share it. We probably oh. we know who. It. He I mean, is. I just wanted to thank him. You we don't? Know. You well, we don't. don't? You do not know who it is? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, right. whoever you are,
1: thank you. Thank you. Thank we you so much. It. Thanks, brother.
0: Yeah, it's so cool, man. Just in the the PO box, just getting you know gifts you know we have a lot of cigars coming up from listeners
1: that's amazing we have a lot
0: of spirits coming up that <sighs> listeners have sent in yeah. gizmo's going to send you a siglo 5 in return <laughs> i will um no i i just i it's really incredible how the listeners have really rallied around the podcast and wanting to share cigars they enjoy that we haven't done yet both cuban and non-cuban like i said we have a run of cigars coming up that are all from listeners so um we really appreciate it so thank you to the uh, lizard listeners out there who are sending stuff
4: into us because it's just
0: it's it's really incredible
4: it's very heartfelt i mean that's that's rule number one in the lizard ledger cigars are meant to be shared exactly right that's right just don't go on my tower (laughs) (laughs) all right yes we have the accountability hour coming up episode what 105 This is part three. Of the
0: <laughs> so, speaking of Bam's tower and Bam's home, which I've never been to because I've never been invited. What the
4: hell is this? Look like what you um, just teed up. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is going on? I'm
0: here? just saying I've never been invited. All right, you know I what what I'll do. Don't feel bad. <laughs> I haven't been there. Either.
4: Yeah, that's not true, and you know it. <laughs> all right. What's all right? All right. <laughs> all right.
0: So, so I've I've never been to Bam's house, and we were talking as it's you know it's getting colder now. Yeah, we're moving into the cold cold months here and we did our short smoke special and we have another one coming up in the in the in february probably what do you guys do when you can't make it to the lounge or you're not able to get here for whatever reason what is your winter smoking setup like at home what is what do you guys do i smoke in the
3: garage and i mean we i think it was what 2 years ago that we You and I, we both got that heater. Yeah, you and and, I have a uh, very similar setup. It's the same heater. And, uh, you know, the garage is obviously, it's closed from three sides. You open the door, let all the air out. In the summer, it's great. If it's raining, you can smoke there. If it's... You know, if it's too cold, too hot, you can smoke there. You can put a fan if you want. And the wintertime with the heater on, it's perfect.
1: You three, the three out of the four lizards have great garage setups. So he's pointing to Senator. Senator, Senator, Rooster, and Gizmo. Rooster and Gizmo. Very nice setups. Mine
5: will be set up this year. Nice.
1: Like it.
0: Yeah, so what what Rooster and I did is we actually purchased uh, ceiling-mounted heaters Mm -hmm. that, you know, the electrician had to come and wire in. Mm -hmm. But man, I'll tell you, when the winter when the winter happens, fifteen minutes, the garage, it could be it could be (laughs) below zero outside, and I have a fan pulling air out in a window, like a like a bedroom fan pulling air out. Uh, It heats up in there so fast and keeps it so consistently warm. And you don't get those blasts of like super heat and super cold. Super heat, like it really does a nice job. Yeah, yeah it's got yeah. a thermostat, and I also have a parabolic heater. If I don't want to use that, if it's just me,
3: I just put that on, and it that works. Great. That is nice. Yeah, yeah,
4: that thing will take the hair right off your legs. <laughs> and it <laughs> <It's> has intense. <laughs> <laughs> I <I'm>
3: did. <dead. laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So, it, um, any listener that wants to know what that is, I'll put it in the uh, the episode description the heater that rooster and i got but it, it, that was probably one of the best investments that i've ever made that's cool in my smoking situation was getting one of those ceiling mounted heaters i used to rock the uh the propane heater mm-hmm. where you know you'd have the tank outside run the line under and then Holy keep the moly. garage that's, that's dangerous no Whoa. but i can keep the garage door cracked i yeah. you know keep the tank
1: outside you're, you're like building up a methane bomb in <laughs> your garage <laughs> <laughs> You got
0: to have good exhaust and you keep the door open. But I'm glad I moved away from that. It was from his ex-Met lab. <laughs> Heisenberg. Heisenberg. Yeah. Gisenberg. Yeah.
3: But you know, you put like, a couple of comfortable chairs and you have a yeah. TV
1: on the Rover. Gizmo's garage outside. is ruggedly handsome. Yeah, it is. It's like Ru- the cigar. Like the cigar. Like the
0: cigar. Yeah. Ruggedly handsome. Why do you say that, Bam? I'm interested.
1: Well, you know, the walls aren't painted, but they're clean. The, the slab is not painted, but it's very clean. Um, it's got the rover in a corner, a couple of chairs, simple man cave.
0: Yeah, it's it it works great for me, yeah. man, in the winter yeah. time. And in the summer, I actually got a um I got a portable air conditioning unit from Costco that has a double vent out to the window. And man, same thing. It cools so fast. It was like two hundred and fifty bucks. I use it to heat now when I don't want to. And that's turn a floor model. It's a floor model on wheels. Yes, but you have to vent it out. I mean, you vent it to the cond- window. I have a window. Yeah yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. You vent it to the window. Mm-hmm. But what's nice about it is has it has cool, dry heat and fans. So nice. it has all four options. So when I, you know, like when I'm in that kind of, let's say it's 50 degrees out or 40, and I don't want to turn on the ceiling mm-hmm. mounted heater unit, um, I use that, and it puts off a great amount of heat, and That's I'm very great. very comfortable in there. Awesome. But in the summer, the air conditioning situation is great.
1: Yeah. And Rooster's garage has a beautiful carpet, an area rug. Yeah, it's like an ind- indoor
3: outdoor rug.
1: Yeah, very fancy. Oh. Nice wicker furniture with pillows. Very, you know. Very civilized.
3: Yeah, got to be comfortable.
1: <laughs> and then you got the senator's uh, uh, garage, which is a, a hybrid of a lounge and a uh, smoking room.
3: How it's much fully you- painted? That's where we first
1: monochromatic started all the way.
4: Yeah, yeah that's yeah. where we
0: recorded originally. And
4: he's
1: got an entertainment unit on one wall. Yeah. Right? That's right. The so, TV.
4: how much are you smoking in there these days? He's not. Not as much. I mean, for the summer, I I much prefer to I. I well, since you had
3: your baby, yeah, I mean, I mean that's dramatically that
4: decreased my smoking at home. Mm. I just feel like you know when you're when you especially just the demands of a child, like you you just when you have free time, you actually want to get out. It's like a it's like a big deal to leave your house, you know, cause you're there so much with your child. So for me coming to the lounge, being more social while having a cigar, there's definitely been um, an increased appreciation for that. But um, in the summertime, I mean, I I don't really love being in a garage in the summer. Like I, I there's nothing better to me than like, if it's not windy, just like sitting out on the deck, yeah. just like looking at all the beautiful nature, everything's bloomed at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the summer, I've definitely spent any of my, Home smoking time out, uh, out on the deck uh, or the patio. But in the winter, I mean, I, I actually love when it's really cold and it snows, and I've got to like snow. uh, sn- Take the snow blower like to do the driveway. Right after, almost every time, I just go in the garage. It's nice and warm. Light up a cigar. It's like the perfect reward after oh, yeah. like, doing something like that. Oh, you've yeah. earned it. So I do love on like a cold night sometimes. Just, uh, just having a cigar in there. It is great. Yep.
0: So what are you guys doing? Bam, what's your winter setup when you can't come to the lounge? Do you Put on it. Uh, I
4: have
1: a, a side yard of gravel. It's a bed of gravel, six Adirondack chairs, and a fire pit that everyone here has complained about.
0: Oh yes,
3: yes.
1: The solo. The, uh, so yes.
3: As yes. long as you have enough <laughs> solos for that many guests, it
1: works. It's true. It's your
3: four guests, four solos.
1: So for those for those of you out there listening, if you're buying a solo, you've got to get the Yukon. So I have a buddy of mine that has a Yukon. It's a bigger model than the one I have. It's three and a half feet in diameter. It throws off enormous heat. It does. It does. Yeah. And I've been on his pat, a friend of mine. You know his patio in the dead of winter. It's fantastic.
0: Fantastic. When you say dead of winter, like what's the cutoff? I was like the temperature. 60, was? We're talking 60 degrees.
1: No, no, no. We're talking <laughs> eleven thirty at night. Cold. Cold. Really? cold. Like how cold? Teens. Single digits. Uh, it's, I it's, can't it's, believe that. It's I happened. I don't know about that. Yeah. Oh yeah. How much were you drinking? a lot
2: yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) well you know so Pagoda what's your plan for your garage this year you said you're going to fit it up Yeah,
5: I'll I'll, I'll set it up you know we're sending carpeters over yeah the whatever you know the outdoor furniture I have I'll just bring it in Mm -hmm. for the winter and uh, you know, get a rover and set everything up. I know you send me all details about the rover. I, by the way, about
0: <laughs> once once every other week, I send Pagoda a, a, <laughs> all the rover items that he needs: a TV, the the cart, the cart. I send him everything he needs. In, How often? In one about twice a month. I have. It's a form
1: well, of I, harassment,
5: by the way. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to get it together. Yes. Lizards yes. help lizards. That's true. No, but that's what I need to do. I just need to click on it and just get it. So uh, I think uh, it'll easy. be set up for this winter. It's an easy. But up until now, I've just gone to other lizards' garages and mm-hmm. chilled.
4: Are we taking bets on whether this is actually going to happen? <laughs> the Pagoda accountability hour the, the challenge is not only ordering it but then Pagoda's got to set it up
5: that's right. That's the problem
4: <laughs>
5: I'll take the you, over
4: you
1: on know, ordering it, been...
4: the under on installing it <laughs>
5: you know that's what a subcontractor's for <laughs> But, but right. by the way I haven't even said the humidity of the thing for oh for... come on
4: he <laughs> doesn't even have a hydrometer <laughs> oh for gosh. the other levels of the uh, tower, it needs
3: to be an accountability hour. Oh, okay. this is unbelievable! I bought it, bought Thank two years, a year did, and a yes. half ago, two years.
2: He
4: bought a Sonos Move, and I'm over in his backyard. And I'm like, "Why? Where is the Sonos Move?" He's like, "It's plugged in, but I I didn't set it up. I can't get it to work." I'm like, "What? What are we
2: doing
5: <laughs> You, by the way, Senator, you really helped me out that night because it did work. And what happened is, the following weekend I had a poker game at home. And we couldn't figure it out. <laughs> oh boy! It's, Listen, there is nothing easier than a Sonos. It's called Bluetooth. It' like there's nothing easier
4: than the Sonos speaker.
5: Listen, I don't have the tech gene. What do I do? As an Indian, I don't have a tech
3: gene. That's that's odd. I do have to say,
4: we've been a big proponent of the Sonos Move as the best outdoor speaker. Period. They just came out with the Sonos Move Two, which, of course, I'm obsessed and like an idiot, I ordered. And obviously I would say, don't need it. <laughs> But it's really good. Like it's is the sound quality better, or is it, it just it is, longer battery life? No, no. So uh, the the original move is uh, just like a, a mono, like one speaker, basically. This is stereo, and they have them like kind of positioned to try to create more immersive sound. It sounds better. The like bass is even stronger, which is hard to imagine. That's the that,
0: hard thing in, in a small speaker is bass. Yeah, mm-hmm.
4: but that's the 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 regular move. The bass is serious for that size speaker. Um, it's even more pronounced than the new one. Uh, honestly, the audio, I didn't think it could improve because it's like just for the form, the size of that. It's like how much better can that really get? It's really, really good. And the battery life's 24 hours now on top. Of that. 24 hours on one charge. One charge. Wow. But, Bring it to Cuba on the next trip. It's <laughs> a big speaker. That's the So thing.
0: how big uh, is it? Is it like a foot long? Same identical size. to the Move Same 1. size. Device. Yeah. Okay.
4: But honestly, it, it's, it's worth it. Uh, I mean... It's probably not necessary, but it's worth it. Fit that in your luggage. Make it happen.
5: But but for the rest of the listeners, you know, this is the time you can buy the older version for cheaper. <laughs> yeah, get them.
1: Get them well, on you Amazon get them or, cut or, a bucks
4: off. And yeah. for the crazy people like me that need to buy the new one and have the old one,
5: Sonos gives you
4: fifteen percent off anything that you upgrade. So if oh, you wow. say you have the one and you're upgrading to the two, they'll just take 15% off right there on the site. Cool. So you got to give them back the one. No, you keep it. Oh, you keep it. Yeah. It's just loyal, loyalty kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, they're just rewarding your loyalty that you oh, nice. keep staying in the hamster wheel. Hence, I have like probably 15 Soto speakers throughout <laughs> my
2: house.
5: If only I'd known I would have been lower uh, for Sanders' move. <laughs> but damn, <laughs> I missed out on that opportunity.
0: <laughs> so Pagoda, are you planning to heat your garage and all?
5: Yeah. No, I'll, I'll, I'll you're get going get to get one of those up,
0: yeah. one of the ceiling mounts like we have?
5: Yeah, and uh, we uh, we we also have an electrician uh, we know now. So uh, yes. at least I yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's, yeah, like it's, re- it's really
0: important. That's the one thing in my house I don't do is electrical. No, I'll, I'll do anything else. I won't do electrical. You're right. doing your
5: own
4: plumbing? What? Well, some. <laughs> minor stuff. What? The only, stuff an, only, only thing th- I don't do is my electrical. But plumbing, I'm a, well, gr- know, I'm a master plumber. You put other a sump pe- pump, pump in last week. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know that I'm too confident your plumbing skills after my sink. but <laughs> I'm going to come over,
0: put a new sink in your place. Oh,
2: yeah. One of those utility sinks. <laughs>
0: yeah. High volume.
3: Yeah. So the heater that we are talking about for the garage has to be professionally installed yeah. by a licensed electrician. It needs to go right into the panel. It's hardwired into the panel. Yeah, and it's,
0: it has, it's a comfort
1: is, zone, it's called. Mm-hmm.
0: I think ours is 10,000 BTU. I it's agree. a ceiling-mounted unit. It's really fantastic. So
1: that thing requires a dedicated circuit in your panel. Yes. right and for everyone out there, if you've got a small panel, it's a few hundred dollars to upgrade an electrical panel. You're not upgrading service, just a panel which gives you more circuits
0: which is good just to if you have an uh, older home to have the electrician get in there and look at it absolutely especially if you have kids man it's worth the investment don't go there senator I was going to say <laughs> did you have your did you
4: have your
1: string lights hardwired no
4: <laughs> what happened with the string lights this was a running joke. We, I were, did, I we did were giving have a, Bab shit about not getting an invite over to smoke at his place. Mm-hmm. And every time we asked to come over, Bab said, I'm still waiting on the string lights to be done. <laughs>
2: we're, like, we're
4: like, why do we need
1: string lights to All sit right. there? So takes, ha- it takes
4: like eight minutes to set up <laughs> exactly. string lights.
1: Well, I didn't have an outlet out there. So I converted a, um, a fog light or a security light. I took that off. There's power there. So I converted that to a, a quad outdoor switch. And I, I needed that to plug the lights in.
3: You couldn't run an extension cord.
1: No, <laughs> fuck that. That's amateur hour. You can't do that. No, no. Oh, gosh.
3: No. Like we would see it in the dark.
1: Right? <laughs> That's true. So I,
0: are you going to set up, are you going to have any sort of indoor smoking situation for the winter? Do I you could.
1: Have... You know, I don't ever use my garage. Yeah. It's a single car garage. It's perfectly sized. It has a window. That's great. Yeah. Window's
4: huge because for me. You need cross that, ventilation. Exhaust. Putting
0: that, the exhaust, even if it's, a, it's mine's a yeah, bedroom yeah. fan.
4: Yeah, you don't you need know? anything fancy. Like mm-hmm. those little like double fans and mm-hmm. it goes in the window. It's literally like $20 at Home Depot. That's what you yeah. have. And yeah. it just exhausts the air out. It's amazing. Yeah,
1: and when you open the garage, that cross air is important.
4: Yeah, it yeah. it works perfectly. And yeah. the best thing when you do it and you're exhausting the smoke out just like when your friends are coming by, or when you like just walk down your driveway <laughs> Dude, and, it just smells and like cigars. smell the cigar. I mean, like my whole street just smells like it's amazing. I this is not recommended
0: nights. for our listeners in Canada, by the way. <laughs> no, do not do this because your neighbors. <laughs> is that why a- your neighbors moved?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I do remember nights walking down his driveway yeah, in our early days. You smell it. You can smell the cigars that you guys were smoking. It's very cool. And when the garage door opens that wafting of smoke that comes like a tidal wave of smoke coming yep. out it's awesome
0: yeah we used to show up there for the podcast and oh yeah the senator and a few of the guys maybe were there smoking prior to Pre-pod recording smoke. yeah and <laughs> you you like as soon as you come down the driveway it's, it's like it's lizard time it's lizard, time. Oh, it's it's lizard time you know it's awesome so boys we're in the last third here of the rafael gonzalez Corona Stallonsdale's lonsdale's hermosos number four
5: what do you mean by the last third? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he's
1: like a, he's got a half inch.
0: I am uh, I'm really really happy with this cigar. Mm-hmm. I thought I you know I I thought for the price when I saw how small they were at a hermosis number 4, uh, you know, Schwa Supreme from El Rey del Mundo. Yeah. That's an outlier. All right, let's take that out of the equation, but for how small this cigar is, I was a little disappointed thinking like, man, are we going to even get 45 minutes or an hour out of these cigars? Is this going to smoke as you know, like a like a up in half Corona or something does, but it's packed. You know, it, but yeah. it's packed Impact. pretty densely.
1: Dense yeah. cigar, and it it takes it. You got to take your time with this thing. Mm-hmm. It's actually still very good.
0: Yeah, and I feel like there's value here. Yeah, you know, I think for a, a Cuban cigar smoker who doesn't want to spend twenty thirty dollars on a cigar and is looking for something in the winter that mm-hmm. smokes, you know, pretty reasonably, and if you need to put it down, it's not going to break your heart, but. I have a you know, question. This Here. is
1: great. Would you hand this to a novice cigar smoker? I don't know. Not for Pro- that
3: question, probably not. I think just because the way the cigar looks, it looks very rugged and rustic, so that person might like form an opinion of the cigar. But at the same price point, there's some other ch- very good choices that. You I was know.
1: thinking from the point of view of the way it's smoked. It smokes like a pretty. It's a pretty serious Cuban cigar, I think.
4: Yeah, I mean Surprisingly. For me, the, the appearance I wouldn't be I mean a novice cigar smoker doesn't know any better. So no. like the appearance to them, I feel like it would look like any cigar. I mean, it's you know, lizards like us that are very particular about the seams and all these little things. And critical. Right. But the the flavor <laughs> profile is what I I'm not <laughs> sure is ideal for a novice cigar smoker. Like I think so many Cuban cigars where they're very easy to enjoy and accessible to a novice smoker is like they're mild to medium, so many of them. And I do, and and like the flavor profile, the notes, they're pretty light. They're not like rich or heavy, like some new worlds can be. I do think, I mean, this is just the notes like cocoa and earth and some of these things, like this they're just richer, deeper flavor notes than I think like a true novice cigar smoker might immediately yeah, appreciate. I totally agree. So I would be a little bit hesitant.
0: I huh? I think if we smoke this cigar early in our Cuban cigar journey, I, I think we've had to dig a little deeper tonight to enjoy the flavor that the cigar is putting off. I think, to Senator's point, I think when I was a novice Cuban cigar smoker, I don't think this cigar would have been interesting to me at all. Mm -hmm. Like I think it's come through developing a palate like we all have. Yeah, Not that we're experts, because we're not. We've just smoked a lot of Cuban cigars, and we know what we like and we don't. And I think we're finding little things in the cigar that kind of touch to former cigars that we've had. Yeah, it's
1: reminiscent of a lot of different cigars. But
0: I don't think on its own, it it doesn't have its own thing. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't have
1: appreciated it.
3: Exactly. I agree. In the initial early journey into the right. Cuban cigar smoke Which
1: I think is a testament to the complexity, if you want to call it that, for what we're getting here tonight.
0: I ju- and, you know, again, I just don't think that a novice cigar smoker um, or someone who doesn't smoke Cuban cigars a lot, I don't think that they would appreciate this cigar. And I'm not saying that it's, it's, it's a weird kind of thing I'm trying to put together in my brain. I don't think this cigar is above anyone. I don't think it's special. Mm-mm. I don't think it's uh, advanced. I just don't think it offers enough interesting flavor to capture someone who's, but honestly, does that make any sense? I'm I'm having difficulty kind of mapping it out.
1: I think, you know, most cigars are an acquired taste and you have to acquire the taste over a journey of smoking various different cigars, New World and Cuban. I think that's what this cigar requires. Someone that smoked a bunch of cigars for a few years and understands how to interpret it. Yeah. I, I just think, think there's impressive. a lot of nuance here. It's there's impressive a lot
3: of how good it smokes. It's an impressive little cigar. Uh, you know, from a 2023 20, box. Yeah, man. So, for 20 bucks. To that. For yeah. 20
1: bucks. Yeah.
0: And I got to say, the Aberlore 12 still, even in the home stretch here on the cigar, the Aberlore 12 is really working very well.
1: I could use a refill.
0: Ah, <laughs> I'll pass yeah, it around. Let's
3: pass it. I can't touch it. Rooster, can you give it to the boys can't touch
4: this you can just wash your hands after can't touch this <laughs> i gotta say ever since the cigar break on rooster i love this like just still healthy level of animosity between rooster and pagoda it's amazing
1: look at rooster's face i've, I've been very quiet
5: <laughs>
1: you're formulating a
5: plan this silence has been deafening <laughs>
0: I've seen them. I, you know, I, I, I regret what I said about the La Gloria Cubana Torquinos when we did that episode, and saying that anybody can go out and buy them. Me too. I think out of everything I've ever said or we've ever said, I've gotten more emails saying, "Dude, what the hell? I can't find them anywhere, and they've been gone ever since." And I feel bad about it. So, I have not had difficulty seeing or finding these, but I haven't purchased them in almost six or eight weeks now. So, I, I don't know, and I, I don't know that. Again, having gotten this box when I did and looking at them, I was almost like, shit, like, where do I put these on the the calendar for the lizards? Like, is this going to be a good cigar tonight? You know, because this this marker is not one that is celebrated by really anyone that we know. No on any of the groups. It's nope. true.
4: I mean, I've never heard someone say the words I love Rafael Gonzalez. <laughs> yeah. mean, not not it's, once. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> that just made me laugh because it's so right. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> but um the, the funny thing is I feel like years ago I used to see these pop up everywhere and I never was interested. You know, I didn't I didn't know anything about this brand. I didn't really respect it very much. So, and it was so affordable. I mean, I think Rooster said like these were cheap years ago. Yeah. And I honestly I wish I would have tried this years ago because when they were so cheap, like sure for an everyday cigar, I would have thrown this in Dude, at some it, point. At that oh, time, yeah.
3: everything was cheap. When you can buy a D four for twelve bucks, so and why Dude. would you buy a off? I Gonzales? know, but this Dude, you probably exactly. could have got for like 7 Yeah, five. Like
0: what's funny about you saying that is, I actually have two boxes of the Panatellas. They're very very small. Two boxes. I got them for a hundred bucks for fifty cigars. Oh my! As God. a as like an add on to an order at I I Havana's years ago. And they've been in the bottom of my tower ever since I've not even opened the boxes. I'm like, I'm just going to let these roll for 10 years and maybe I'll try them down the road. Never even open them. This is making me want to do that. Like You should
1: try one. Never
0: even smoked one of them, you know? Um, But the problem is, is I think, and they're filling the gap with this cigar, there was a hole in the line of size. There was no kind of Robusto-ish size in the line that i think would Hmm. i'd even be remotely interested in because i'm not really a petite corona panatella smoker
1: but Um, the hermoso is fine
0: but the hermoso it it works you can slot this in somewhere and i think tonight is a good example of that but yeah your point i mean i i never think about rafael gonzalez ever i love (laughs) rafael
1: gonzalez
0: (laughs) (laughs) rg (laughs) So speaking of buying Cuban cigars, boys, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but there's been a significant, when I say significant, like double or triple the amount of seizures by the United States Customs and Border Patrol. Of cigars coming in from sorry i thought you meant like
4: medical seizures i was like what are we talking about
0: jesus this is a cigar podcast dr (laughs) gizmo over here (laughs) no i've i've seen a lot of folks panicking about that's scary they're shipping their tracking numbers getting caught up at at uh, customs locations as they're coming in they're shipping them in and i'm saying from like every retailer i've seen it from at least four or five and it seems what's happening so this is a warning to listeners out there. Be careful, do a little bit more research. obviously, make sure you're purchasing authentic Cuban cigars. Number one, okay? Number two, kind of do some research on the forums that are out there um, and see what what the experience has been with, with various retailers because it seems like they're red flagging certain retailers. I don't know if it's the ship from address. I don't know if they've just put a mark on, you know, certain, regions or certain countries shipping certain size boxes coming in um, but it seems like a lot of folks are losing wow. you know incoming shipments and it also seems this is the compounding effect of that of course the retailer starting to slow down or stop their guarantees really yeah so there's there's quite a few uh retailers now a lot of the major ones that we shop with still guarantee shipment so if it gets seized you either get a reshipment or they'll give you your money back. But there's, there's quite a few now that have no guarantee anymore. Once it leaves their facility and they give you a tracking number and it's active, it's on you to deal with customs. Own. Wow. Which is scary, of course, given the price of Cuban cigars right now. You know, so, you know, and that also then puts me into the question for you guys, because I saw this come up as well. Has anyone in this room even been buying Cuban cigars? because I, I have not
1: i have a recently bought you know two boxes of, a, of that one cigar that you turned us on to and which one schwa supreme ah two boxes maybe what three weeks ago okay and then prior to that i was stocking up on things i was running low on all cuban cigars no issues no nothing but that was from Thank a goodness. domestic
0: seller or it was from my havana's right
1: yeah it was from i have yeah which okay. i love buying from we all do yeah they're great never issue with them
0: yeah they're, ex- they're an excellent retailer. Um, you know, the 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 question I have, because I've been thinking about it. I I just haven't been, aside from the podcast sourcing cigars for us to smoke, you know, obviously we're I think we're all pretty fortunate we have a you know pretty good stock of cigars from the last, you know, the COVID years buying, but I just haven't been buying. You know, I kind of browse and I look, but I'm I'm not pulling the trigger as much as I was. Yeah, I mean, for me,
3: yeah, same. I mean, I do browse on Bond Roberts or some other sites. Yeah.
4: You? But I No, <laughs> I thought, I thought you, you were on a freeze. I thought you were yeah. done with well, well, that. I thought you owned Bon Roberts. I browse. <laughs> <laughs> but I look for
3: sellers that are within the US. Yeah, <laughs> it's,
1: of, of,
0: it's you smart. It's smart. Yeah, taking the, the risk.
1: You know, honestly, when I first built my collection of Cubans, all of my purchases, 90% of them were from domestic distributors. Domestic guys that we know that have a great stock and good cigar lists. That's took, really the way to go.
4: I took the opposite approach. You did, yeah. 90% yeah. of mine were from sites and then 10% were like harder to find things that I can only get through some private sellers in the US.
0: Mm. Yeah, I've kind of moved my buying it's even the stuff I'm purchasing for the podcast, I'm trying to get stuff that's domestic even if it comes with a little bit of a premium just yeah. knowing that it's worth it. When I get a tracking number, I'm going to actually receive the product. Like, you know, it's just spending that kind of money and then potentially losing those cigars and having to deal with even if there's a guarantee, having to deal with it they make you wait 30 business days, which, end, which ends up being, what, 45 or 50 actual days. You know, you're looking two months before there's even a reship. Some of these retailers take 30 days to get yeah. the box from
1: where yeah, they are to depending you. Depending on where they are.
0: There's,
3: yeah. there's one thing if the cigars get confiscated and you get that letter in the mail. But it's another thing if you get a box through customs and there's a blade through your box. Yeah, which a lot of guys sir. have been getting. Yeah. Wait a minute yeah they cut the cigars it's they right open the box and you
1: actually they continue delivery so you yes. you're punished yeah. yep is yeah. that right
4: yeah. you just take like a box cutter to the cigars
0: ruin the cigars and they retape them with customs and border patrol tape and they send them to the house
4: Wow
0: because I guess they're viewing that as easier than having to fill out the paperwork you know which they do when they have to seize something. That's a formal process, you know, through the government. They have to actually file that. I'm getting goosebumps. File it to send scary. it to global entry and it's a, it's a whole thing. <laughs> yeah, travel.
2: I resent privileges. the implication.
5: Yeah. <laughs> Back to New World for me.
2: <laughs>
0: Which is the benefit of doing a Cuban one week and and a New World the next here is we've discovered so many, you know, new worlds that you don't have any of those problems that are really, really reasonable. I mean, think about we were about episode ninety nine with that Oliva V. Lancero. I bought a box of those. Incredible. On Atlantic, I got them with VIP for like five dollars and fifty cents. Like right. that's a quarter of the price of this. It's incredible. The cigar we're smoking tonight. Yeah. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. You know, the value you can find there. So I guess the warning out there to 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 listeners to people who are purchasing cigars is just add another layer. <laughs> If you don't have enough already,
1: add yeah. another layer of So that's it. You know, for the curiosity guy, for guys and gals that are getting into the whole Cuban cigar hobby, I feel for them. It's tough. Yeah. Right now.
4: It's tough. I mean, my only advice is just if you're going to buy, buy in small quantities now. Yeah. I mean, it's like so sad to think. Like, I was talking about 90% initially when I was stocking my tower. Oh, I know. <laughs> came from these sites. I mean, I I would order like 10, 15 boxes in one order, and it was amazing. You'd get like four or five boxes that it's would like show Christmas, up on your... Bro. Literally. It's Christmas. It was incredible. It's an incredible feeling. <laughs> it's, A it volume was of cigars. <laughs> like, it, was, it was awesome. And you didn't have to worry. I mean, they were just coming through left and right. Now, I mean, I've only placed... An order for Cuban cigars, maybe one order in the last six months. Mm-hmm. And it was a 2011 Up and Anajados box that just quickly popped up on I Have. And yep. so, like, I obviously had to pull the trigger on that. But I ordered just that one box. That's good advice. It got through perfectly. It's the good The shipping advice. was actually yeah. insanely fast. I placed the order on a Monday and I had it in hand the following Monday. Wow, yeah. seven I've days. never, that's ever had that fast shipping yeah. if I have. I mean, it was crazy. it's crazy. It takes advice. longer from California sometimes.
1: Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. if you're doing a box or two at a time, I think that's great advice. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it, you know, and that's what's interesting about it, Senator, is that it seems like the United States Postal Service has, has actually gotten a little more efficient or faster with delivery. It's just the customs piece of it, I think, has also gotten, quote-unquote, better, you know, in that they're picking more stuff off and they're finding more cigars. You know, which is just a real tragedy because, you know, there's a lot of folks out there that are losing hard-earned money. And these retailers now are having to increase their prices to pay for the boxes that are lost. So even though there's a guarantee, we're all still paying for it. It's true. You know, we're effectively paying for all those lost boxes and the prices that have gone up as much as they have. So
1: Yeah. There was a recent article where domestic cigar purchasing has gone up, Right. Yeah. I wonder if the Cuban how difficult it is to get Cuban product has anything to do with that.
0: I think the Cuban prices are playing into that.
1: Yeah. Price you know? is a big factor. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: price is yeah. a big factor. And, and you know and with, risk. In, and with risk. inflation too and, and how much harder it is to get everyday items and how much less spending money, you mm-hmm. know, people have, yeah. you know, there's less disposable income to throw into an overseas uh retailer to get Cuban cigars. You know, yeah, you're you're having to do that kind of Un, you know, unfortunate math equation in your head of risk versus price versus availability versus, you know, are you actually going to get these cigars in your hand and smoke them? Is the stress worth it? Yeah. You
2: nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> and that's all for today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's a
0: warning to our uh, lizard listeners out there. Just be able to add another layer of caution on your, uh, you're purchasing, even when you're purchasing for a uh, you know, from a known authentic supplier. Yeah. The
3: other I mean there's a huge advantage with New Worlds that I feel that you can buy singles.
0: Yeah. You, you know try you can stuff. go on the
3: sites, you can try on different stuff. Yeah. And it's it's great because you can buy a fiber, you can buy singles, you can just, you know. That's true. You can go deep. Yep.
0: All right, boys. So we're coming to the end of our evening here with the Abelor twelve and the Rafael Gonzalez Coronas de Lonsdales. Any final thoughts here before we uh, move into our ratings? Uh,
1: I think overall a very nice, well-rounded experience. Great cigar. I agree. No complaints at all.
0: Uh, what's shocking to me as an overall comment on the cigar prior to rating it is that the second half, for how young it is, the second half was actually quite a bit better than the first half for me, which I'm I you know which is a really nice thing. Usually it's the other way around. Certainly with something this young, Initial notes were very
1: good. Right on the
0: light, it was really delicious.
1: Yeah, so I think both were very good, just different. Yeah, The fruit notes that you get in the initial half, let's say, was fantastic. I'm about an inch away, and I'm getting really beautiful deep earth notes, coffee, and it's still quite enjoyable. No sharp ends at all.
3: I really enjoyed the first third, and then the middle was okay. Then the last third was it picked up
0: in strength. Yeah. It was, it was good. Yeah. All right, boys. So let's start with the Abelor 12. Let's do our formal liquor rating. Bam, you're up.
1: This thing is a nine. No okay. ice, pleasurable, no issues at all. Delicious, easy drinking. For the price, nine. Okay,
0: Pagoda.
5: Yeah. Uh, well, this is a tough one. Uh, I'll rate it an eight. I really like the Belvane. And, you know... I think uh, subconsciously I've been really trying to evaluate between the two. And uh, I, you know, I kind of agree with Senator's comments that it's not, it doesn't have as much, I guess, body. It feels a bit lighter. It feels like a little sweeter kind of a drink. It's very pleasurable without ice. Uh, I myself didn't put any cube of ice. Uh, it was really good, and it really complemented the cigar really well. So it's an eight for me.
4: Senator. Yeah, I, I think I'm with Pagoda. I'm I'm a solid eight. I I really like Albalore. I think the twelve year is probably one of the best values that you can get really of any 12 year. Um I mean, it's hard to find a, a 12 year anymore that's fifty dollars or less. So um I think it definitely deserves credit there. I do really enjoy, I mean, we love anything in a sherry cask, and this is as sherry forward of a scotch, I think that exists, period. And so I really love that. The only reason for me, it's not a nine or a 10. It just doesn't have complexity. So like, you know, I do appreciate in everything really Balveny makes, especially what McAllen makes, you get multi I think you get at least three to five like flavor notes as you're enjoying it. This, I think you get like two, maybe three. Um, and so for me, this slots in as like every day um, at the lounge, watching a football game, I'm going to have several drinks, maybe not just one, happily reach for this. If I'm going to have one drink and I want something with some complexity that's going to really leave an impression, then I might pull from McAllen or Balvenie. So um, it definitely has a place. It always has. I have several bottles of this at home. I, I stocked them certainly here at the lounge every now and then. So um, an eight and, a, and still a strong recommend. Yeah. So for me,
0: it's a nine. And I'll tell you why everything that he just said actually pushes me two and nine me too in that for me i like that it it doesn't have as much body and i think for me it pairs really well with cuban cigars like i i think about some of the more let's say medium cuban cigars that i smoke on a regular basis mm-hmm. i think this i'm actually kind of mad at myself that i haven't even thought about this it's scotch true. in almost 100 episodes that's true man almost two years yeah. i purchased this bottle after that and it's been sitting on my shelf since. And I'm kind of irritated with myself that for a $50 scotch, for how well it pairs with Cuban cigars, like it, it does give you that sweetness. It is very sherry forward. It, it doesn't have as much oomph to it. And I think for me, there's merit in that.
1: There's huge merit. And it doesn't overwhelm the Cuban profile. And it's perfect for any Cuban cigar that you want to have with it. Now, with an Exclusivo, Probably not. You yeah. want that Belvini twelve or even the 14 year Caribbean cask.
0: Yeah. And you know, I think about that uh the Padron uh fifty fiftieth anniversary you did on episode one hundred. Like I think this scotch would be a little weak I think so compared too. to that cigar, right? Yeah, or yeah. an eightieth. We always talk about the Padron eightieth. I had one of those last night. This is I'm reaching for McAllen there. Yeah. But with the Cuban profile specifically, this scotch is perfectly in line i can also with that see the, i do
1: see the 8 rating because the versatility is limited in that way right i agree yeah.
0: I, I, and so it's like that's like i flip what senator said i agree like it works for me at a 9 yep. so the formal no, liquor
4: rating boys is an 8.5 nice rating perfectly rating. fair yeah. and, and i do think the cuban cigar point about how well it pairs is a really good one i do agree with that yep all right so let's move on to the formal lizard rating of the
0: Rafael Gonzalez Corona Lonsdale's. Rooster, you're up. Yeah, so I'm I'm
3: kind of trying to compare like this cigar with some of the other new stuff that we have had lately, and the LGC Turquinos kind of comes to mind. At I the mentioned same, I mentioned that earlier. Yeah, yeah and the yeah. same similar price point, I think. Right, they were around twenty dollars. That was
1: twenty five, I think. Uh,
0: I think there was a little more than yeah. this. Yeah, There's yeah. certainly more tobacco in, yeah. it, no doubt.
1: Yeah, I, I think mean, it that, was more.
0: I think it was I think for a box of ten of those. 240 I, I think it was like 240 250 yeah. something like that. i mean that to me was a better
3: cigar than this one but although i did enjoy this in the in the beginning and then the middle was kind of muted for me and then the last third kind of picked up in strength i don't know if i would like run and go and buy a box of this i'm not sure so for that reason i'm kind of between a seven and an eight but i'm gonna
1: uh,
3: <laughs> All right, forget I made that face. <laughs> I'm gonna give it an. I'll I'll give it an eight. There you go. Bam, pushed it. All
4: right, Sen- <laughs> <laughs> Senator. Do you want to change it? <laughs> uh, no, I wouldn't nope. dare. I wouldn't
2: dare after you after what you went through. <laughs> uh,
4: for me, it's a a solid eight. I um, there there was not a single point really in the cigar that I was unhappy or disappointed in any way. I. I, I'm shocked. I'm, I'm just honestly surprised. I, I never thought in my wildest dreams that a Rafael Gonzalez cigar, I would score an eight and actually say I enjoyed. And I, I really did. I think the flavor profile is good. I like some of the New World-esque notes um, and the Monty-esque notes that you get throughout this cigar. The only thing I will say is for as much as much as there are rich flavors in this that I like, None are overly pronounced at any point where I'm like, I have to have another one of these. Like I'm not pursuing it in the same way that certain cigars like really leave an impression with a particular note that is so pronounced that I really love. So I'm not, I would not buy a box of these, but if someone gave me one of these, would I smoke one again? Absolutely. If I had a, you know, if I was somewhere traveling in another country and I could get a single, would I smoke one? Sure. So um, for me, it's a solid eight. So
0: I'm in the same boat, you know, eight all day. I think the question I have, the question I have, you know, if, if I'm going to go between a seven and an eight is first off value, right? So I think the values here. So that pushes it to an eight. I'm kind of hesitant with how this is going to age. Like we talked about, I just don't see this improving to some sort of lofty, it doesn't have lofty potential for me. It's hard to know that. I'm just not sensing it. You know, Puba always uses that word preview. Like, this doesn't preview in a way to me. Like, the Turquinhos, I think, is a cigar that, for how excellent it was when we smoked it young, it really, I think, previewed really, really well. So, you know, it's, it's, it's an 8 for me. I did toy with a 7, but because of value, because of availability, and because of its freshness and how young it is, I think 8 is the right number. Pagoda.
5: Uh, yeah, so uh, the cigar was uh, really, really nice and very pleasant. I Meaning, I, you know, I always uh, seek this really pleasant flavor which is left in my, you know, in my mouth, and it definitely delivered from that perspective. Um, you know, while smoking the cigar, I was thinking, "What are you going to go?" I, like, I continue to rate the cigar as I'm smoking, whether it's seven, eight, nine. You know what I'm feeling with this cigar. I think I kind of felt eight continuously like it's one of the cigars which did not really deviate much from where i started um having said that you know i do understand it may be value for some but i think for 20 bucks you have a lot of optionality meaning there's so many other options available for 20 bucks a stick you know i would rather do a dominicano over this right for 20 bucks a stick like so it just I, i think if it was 15 maybe it'd be a different story but for me, is the value really, considering it's a Cuban, maybe there's value, but is there value when comparing it to the overall, you know, the cigar inventory? Um, you know, it, it made me think. But having said that, was very pleasant. I think anybody who gets a uh, stick of this is going to enjoy it. Uh, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I did enjoy portions of it. Love the construction, love the smoke output. Excellent. Yeah, thank oh. you. All right.
3: Bam. You're welcome.
5: <laughs> no, it's like, it's, it's like it's Thank the you did this. Thank that, you, th- friends. <laughs> hey, I gave my, uh, gave my peace of mind. You're, you're a polite guy. Bam. You know,
1: I liked the cigar from the beginning. Yeah, I, Initially, I was between an eight and a nine, right to the halfway point. And you mentioned it did plateau, not in a bad way, but it kind of, I'm not going to use the word muddled, but it leveled off. But then I happen to like how some cigars, not all, they ramp up in flavor and a little pepper. This did it in a way where it, for me, it was a little velvety and it wasn't offensive at all. I can't go to nine, but I think it is a solid eight. It's a solid eight for that reason.
0: So there you go. Don't need to do the math on that, yeah. boys. Formal lizard rating is an 8.0.
1: Honestly, you know, I would I would buy a box of these just to have because I'd like a variety from time to time.
0: So let's look at some of the other ratings that compare to both the cigar we did tonight and the uh, and the Scotch. First, in the Hermosos Number no. Four category, I of course want to look at the El Rey del Mundo Schwa Supreme. Actually, it did not perform well. Episode twenty two, seven point eight. I'm no, saying? that's yeah. a mistake. New box. Yeah, it must have been a it must have been a weak weak box. Maybe because the ones I've had since then. Have been much better.
1: Can you call out who rated what on that cigar? Is that too much work?
0: I can. I know. Um, I
1: gave it, I think, an eight or an nine.
0: Everybody gave it an eight except Rooster. Seven. He gave it a seven. Damn you. I think
3: the Regios I remember to be much better. Yeah. That was a 2015 box, I think.
1: Have you had any schwa since?
3: Yeah, but I, again... There's, you know, they have some age on them, so they're they're awesome.
0: So this St. Louis Ray Regios that Rooster just mentioned on episode 52 got an 8.8. That was a great cigar. That was a great cigar. I actually went out and got some because of that.
2: Wasn't that Um, older?
0: uh, it, It had a little age on it for sure, yeah. So, Senator, when we were going through the history of Aberlore, you were mentioning some of the other sister brands that we've actually recorded on the podcast you want to call some of those out, and I'll uh, I'll throw out the ratings.
4: Yeah. So um, they own Shivas. Uh, <laughs> we'll we'll, we'll start, start there. with that one. we we'll start that, there. That's they, a nine for kids. <laughs> <laughs>
0: a point nine. Uh, that we rated that. <laughs> we rated that a seven point eight. Uh, Chevis Regal eighteen high. terrible.
4: They also own Glenn Levitt.
0: Okay, mm. Glenn Levitt. We did two. We did the Glen Levitt twelve, which got an eight. And the Gwen live at 18, which I remember being excellent, a nine point three. Delicious. Wow.
4: Delicious spirit. Uh Martell. Martell.
0: The V S O P cognac on an eight point four. Cognac. <laughs> uh, green spot. Green spot, that got a 7.8. That didn't perform as well as I remember. You know why? Is we did that with the Opus X Perfection 888,
4: so maybe right. that's why. We may need to re- revisit the, uh, <laughs> the green spot. We, we were getting notes of tar that night.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> did we rate uh, Redbreast? We did not. No. Okay, they own Redbreast. We're going to have to do that.
0: We did that very early on. We
4: have to do a rating on that. And I think those are the main ones. that. Yeah. That we've done at least so far
0: so at an 8.5 it performed very well tonight yeah yeah all right boys an excellent night so an 8.5 for the Aberlour 12 single malt scotch and a flat 8.0 <laughs> bam, bam is still smoking that cigar
1: i, I like it he's got nice the roach clip look, roach cliff. look <laughs> at this guy i can't say that i hate the cigar it's <laughs> a pretty good cigar
0: and the rafael gonzalez coronas to ended up at a flat 8.0 an excellent night boys And uh, we'll see everybody next week. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for joining us. You can find our merch store and ratings archive at our brand new website, loungelizardspod.com. That's loungelizardspod.com. Don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any comments, questions, if you want to reach out, say hello, tell us what you're smoking, email us, hello at loungelizardspod.com. You can also find us on Instagram, at Lounge Lizards Pod, we really appreciate your time, and we'll uh, we'll see you next week.